This is a podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. In November 2015, it was widely reported in the press that a young blind girl was asked to stop using her cane in her school. The story made headlines in the UK and abroad. Seven-year-old Lily Grace Hooper was a pupil at Hambrook Primary School in Bristol when the school apparently reacted to a report from a mobility instructor that mentioned health and safety issues with regard to Lily Grace using her cane. I recently spoke to Lily Grace's mum, Christy, to hear their side of the story and the impact on the family since it all came to public attention. Okay, Christy, you're the mum of Lily Grace. Tell me about your daughter. Lily Grace is seven. Um, She was born um, four weeks premature and she had a stroke at four days old, which damaged her visual pathways and um, damaged her particular occipital and parietal lobes and um, left her um, blind with very minimal light perception in her right eye and um, a pinprick of vision. That must have been a lot for you to take in as a mother. That must have been a difficult time. It was a very difficult time. Um, there's obviously, you you, uh, you know, it was, there was a grieving period, um, which lasted um, a, a long time, I'd say. I'd even go as far as to say possibly two years. The first couple of years of her life, you're grieving for the child that you thought you would have. Um, you're grieving for your child, the lack of their sight. Um, it's a, I always say it's a journey. And then you come to terms with the fact that the child you have and, um, and what a delightful child that, 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 that child is. And there must be so much for you to learn as a mother for a start, and I guess there's always things to learn as a parent, but then had you had any experience of sight loss at all? None. I'd never even met a blind person until I had my daughter. I have two older sons, um, one who's 18 and one who's 14. So I felt a confident parent. I, I still say this now, she's seven. I feel like a whole new parent. It's a whole new ball game. It's a whole different scenario with Lily Grace than it has been for my parents and experience before. It's been a journey. The first two years of her life, I just spent mostly sort of every evening after putting her to bed, just going online and searching for other people and different advice about blindness and and just to try and educate myself about blindness and what to expect, I suppose. How do you approach things like her upbringing? Do you let her do what she would want to do in terms of like maybe a child who has sight or are you protective? Um, no, I try. Um, having two boys, I'm used to having two boys that what comes with boys, they're rough and they're ready, they tumble, they fall. Um, so, And having a little girl, she's she's different personality, but she is quite, for want of a better word, she's quite hard and being brought up with two brothers. So she's not a delicate little thing. And she does, she's not a, a girl in the sense of girls that I've known that will fall over and cry at the silliest thing. So mm. I, we've tried, it's, it's a fine line between trying to keep her safe and wrapping her up in cotton wool. But what we've, what we've tried to do is present as many opportunities to her as possible throughout her life. For example, she's a, a rainbow. She takes part in ballet. Um, she's done as many extra extracurricular activities as she possibly can, just to give her um, horse riding something she likes, just to give her as many opportunities, as I have done with my boys, I will add, for them to decide what she likes and what she doesn't like and what she's good at. And in terms of Lily Grace herself, what is her personality like? It sounds like she's a bit of a go-getter and does lots of fun she, things. She is a bundle of fun. She talks non-stop. She's very articulate. She's very bright. She's 100 miles an hour. She's beginning to understand her difference, but she kind of... that In her head, that's everybody else's issue, not hers. Mm-hmm. Lily Grace uses a cane. She does, uh, yes. How long has she been using a cane? 
from my um, research I'd been doing online, I was aware that other children were using canes. Again, it was, you know, all part of the journey of your child is blind. Okay, so they're going to learn Braille. Okay, so your child's going to need a cane. And I was watching other children, videos of other children. I became first aware of Daniel Kish and um, watching some of his videos and seeing his mobility and his skills and his independence um, really inspired me. So I started doing some research and I approached our sensory support service who were um, supporting Lily Grace within school and asked them if she could have some cane training to which they then, she started that last at uh, June, 2014. And she was receiving a, a, about an hour, hour and a half a week in the playground and her mobility officer would bring the cane in. She would go into the playground orienteer around the playground and then the cane would then go away with the mobility officer until the next week. By the December, we were out shopping in the December time and she started picking up wrapping paper rolls and she had a little broom at home and she started using anything that was kind of like cane-like in a sweeping movement and myself and my husband were sat one day and she was just doing this and we're like wow this is incredible and um, just after Christmas we were having a conversation about how wonderful Father Christmas had been and how he'd remembered all the things she'd put on her list apart from the fact he hadn't brought her a cane which we were completely you know through us and we were like whoa okay so um, then I went back and did some more research and um I got in contact with Common Sense Canes, um, who gave me some advice. And um, we were get first given a cane by a young lady who had grown out of it in April. I'd spoke to a mobility officer and said to him, look, she's asking for one. What do I do? Um, he said, well, I'm still, you know, I'm, she's still having training and we think she would qualify for one in the spring. So this was round about sort of March time. So um, by April, I still hadn't sort of heard. I was sort of ringing him and asking him and he still couldn't really give me a direct answer. So we made the decision to give her a cane, which she started then using at home and using out and about all the time. So we were provided with a cane, which was the standard um, in this country as suggested and what she'd been training with was a sternum to toes length. It arrived. Um, she came home from school and I gave it to her. She was so excited about it. It was um it was it was a lovely moment, but there it, it was a tinge of sadness from a parent's point of view, you know, which is daft. I, looking back, is daft, but still, I took her out the front of our house and she walked up the road with the cane independently for the first time in her life. I videoed the moment. It was it was incredible. It, it reduced me to tears. It was amazing, and it was it was yeah, it was a wonderful moment, groundbreaking moment. And from then on, she would she requested to use the cane whenever we went out. She would go into school with it and I would she would come out of school with it with it. But quite quickly, we'd go, for example, we'd be out for a few hours at a time. And she'd say to me that um, her wrist started to ache and that her hand was sore, um, which at this point I should mention that she was um, not long after this. She was uh, she had an MRI, which revealed she did have mild cerebral palsy on her left side, which was what was causing this fatigue in her hand. So, um, again, I went back and did some more research looking for a cane that must, would be lighter for her, would cause less fatigue on her hand, to which we then were put in touch with the NFB, National Federation for the Blind, all again with lots of advice and um, experience from the Murrays who run Common Sense from their son Lucas, who is a long cane user and has been from, from 18 months of age, I believe. And um, we met with them in September. We actually took part in a, I took, I organised a calendar shoot for our, all our lovely VI children and we got to spend the whole day with them. They wonderfully brought a box of canes down and we were in a room with children, VI children from the age of two up till 16 
Um, all the children got to look at the canes and try different canes out. And Lily Grace from that, um, if you like, found her cane. An hour or so later, we went we went for a meal in Bristol City Centre and she was walking with the cane like she'd had it all her life. Again, another kind of incredible moment. And what is pretty super about the cane that she uses now is, unlike the shorter cane, the sternum to toes, this is a nose to toes length. I find she, her sweeping movements are not so wide. She makes smaller movements. It doesn't have a big ball on the end, so she tends to tap it and use the, the, the beginnings of what she's starting to learn of echolocation. And um, it's super lightweight. It doesn't fold. It's a static cane because with it being so, it's fiberglass and so super lightweight, obviously without the, no folding mechanism then makes it heavier, if that makes, makes sense. Yeah. So this cane and her experiences have been incredibly important for her as a, as a young girl and her development and... From what you've said, she's been incredibly excited. And yes, no it's been doubt- wonderful. We've celebrated it. She's felt wonderful. She's loved the fact that she hasn't got to hold my hand. I mean, previous to this, she was, we'd be out and about, and she said, I don't want to hold my hand. Get off me. Let go of my hand. I want to walk on my own, which obviously you want your child to do, but you have a fear. Mm. And people would walk into her, and she'd bump into things. And it's a really difficult for, you know, because like I said, I don't want to wrap her up in cotton wool. But I'm aware that she can hurt herself or somebody can walk into her. So it was a kind of a happy medium to her not having to hold my hand, having her own independence, still having to walk by the side of me. And of course, me still monitoring and supervising the use of this cane. But her her letting go and, and you know, at seven, that much that independence, she wanted it. She was crying out for it. It was all directed by her. That's Christy Hooper talking about her blind daughter, Lily Grace, and her love for her cane. Christy also told me her account of what happened when Lily Grace's cane apparently became an issue for her school. I'd been taking her into school with the cane and picking her up from school, and she was directing herself into school independently with her cane and coming out of school with her cane. She'd started to say to me that she'd asked to use it within school or I think more in the playground. She didn't really need to use it within the school building because she knew the building so well as she does her own home. Um, But she'd asked to use it in the playground. Whether this is true or not, I'm not sure. And then I picked her up from school one day and her teacher said to me that um, unfortunately she was no longer allowed to bring it into school and when I questioned and asked why she said that um, a risk assessment had been carried out and it was considered a risk to the other pupils and staff. So this was a report that was carried out and it mentioned the cane in terms of health and safety reasons. Yes. And they felt that that was a danger to other pupils, other staff members? Yes, that they could possibly trip up on the cane. As a mum who knows your daughter loves her cane and it's making her more independent how did that make you feel when the teacher told me i she apologized and she was very lovely about it and i was embarrassed it was in the playground i was embarrassed for myself i could feel myself coloring up i was sad that lily grace had witnessed the conversation when all we've tried to do we've worked so hard to make sure that it's a celebration and she's encouraged to use it and it's not seen as a bad thing um, any more than her eyes, not having eyesight is a bad thing, you know. And so my initial reaction was I just wanted to get out the playground as fast as I could with her, to which I got home and I settled her and then I rang the head privately out of her earshot to find out and to clarify where this had come from and what the reason behind this decision was. So how did Lily Grace react at the time? The next day I took her into school with her cane 
And I kind of I said to her before, that's fine. I will walk you into school with a cane and mummy will take it home. And when mummy picks you up from school, I will bring the cane so we can still walk in and out of school with it. You know, at that time, I still thought we'll work through this and we'll be able to manage this somehow. And um, she said, no, um, I don't want you to get into trouble. I don't want to get into trouble for having my cane. You know, I was like, you're not going to get into trouble for having a cane, Lily Grace, you know. But as a seven year old, that was her interpretation of that it was it her teacher had said she couldn't bring it and you know seven-year-old children and her teacher she loves and has high regard for so for her teacher and her to witness the conversation she wasn't able to bring it was I felt very detrimental and very very unfair on Lily Grace. So a really heartbreaking moment for the both of you. Yes yeah. So what happened after that Christy what happened in terms of the school and uh, your relationship with him? Um, I, I, well, I rang the head who confirmed that um, the sensory support had carried out the risk assessment and it was their decision and she was only following their advice, to which I sort of said to her, well, at the end of the day, it's your school um, and shouldn't the decision then lie with you? I said to her, I was unhappy about it and I said to her, I think I quote, I said, I'm going to make some noise about this. I'm not happy. She, I said we needed to have a meeting. We had had a meeting planned, I should add, a few days before, which she said to me, I would have told you at this meeting. Um, but sadly, we couldn't make the meeting because Lily Grace had broken her arm the previous weekend. And we had an x-ray appointment because she'd broken her arm on her side of her cerebral palsy. Um, they cast it, but they were concerned that the cast might be too heavy. So we had a follow-up appointment on the Tuesday before we were told of um, the cane not being allowed on the Thursday. So we, the meeting that was planned, the head had told me I would have been told at that meeting that she was no longer allowed to bring her cane. And that's why I was told in the way I was, because I couldn't make the meeting, which was unfortunate, um, because I'd always prided myself. We'd always had a great rapport with the school, always had regular meetings with about Lily Grace, as a member of staff and as a parent of the school for 14 years, always had a great relationship with all the staff and always, always loved and su- I've supported the school in every way, shape or form as I possibly could and as a parent should. So um, I, I was sad. I was very sad that I, I felt that we, we, I felt mistreated and from my point of view. And But that bigger than that was Lily Grace and the fact that she wasn't respected for her, her blindness and the fact that she needed this mobility tool. So at the school, a mainstream school, I imagine, as well. Yes, yes, a mainstream um, school. A mainstream school, our local school, um, which we were able to walk to, which both my elder children attended. And um, yes, I have I have known for a very long time. So the school apparently was not keen for Lily Grace using her cane for health and safety reasons. But the government's watchdog for health and safety, the health and safety executive, actually said that the term health and safety was used wrongly to deny the use of Lily Grace's cane. Yeah. Yeah. Did you feel supported after hearing that? Uh, I did feel supported. That I, that was news to me. I didn't know that. So that was news to me. I did feel supported. But it isn't enough unless you're supported in the place where it's important and where it's relevant. It, although the health and safety executive said that, and I, I, cont- I emailed the uh, head teacher and asked her if Lily Grace could come back to school with her cane, I was told that she couldn't until she'd had extensive training. And so no incidents of anyone getting hurt, and not nope. even Lily Grace being hurt by using nope. her cane herself. It's based nope. purely upon a report that mentions health and safety. Yeah, which um, the mobility officer carried out, uh, to which I've, um, I've questioned why the mobility officer carried the risk assessment out, to which I've been told by sensory support that 
risk assessments are carried out as due calls all the time, but it was never their advice. They simply carried out the risk assessment and it was never their advice for Lily Grace not to bring the cane into school. So what happens after this situation, Christy? Does Lily Grace continue at the school with her cane? She went to school. She continued to school for um, two days after this. We had. She went to school. I was told the news on the Thursday. She went to school on the Friday. I spoke to a solicitor on the Friday who told me then this was not right. And she would continue to school on the Monday. Um, I had since spoken to a, my local from our local paper. I'm a reporter. I told him the story. Um, the story was published on the Tuesday, the 17th of November. And um, she didn't she hasn't been to school. She hasn't been to school since the 16th of November 2015. The story broke on the 17th. And by the it was a front page of our local newspaper, which I didn't know at the time. I knew he was going to publish the story. Um, Of course, I did contact him. I did want to make some noise, but I could never possibly have imagined the magnitude and the interest that it would have taken on and that it has. By the evening, it was apparent on social media that several parents had taken Sadly, because of the story that broke, a lot of people were very angry about it. A lot of people had expressed their opinions on the unfairness towards a child and had made some very strong um, comments on the school website, I understand, and different groups to which then the parents um, started then to come back and support the school. So people really felt like Lily Grace was being discriminated against. Yeah. And that's obviously what you felt as well. Yes. Yes, I did. Yes. Now, in terms of Lily Grace, that means that she's been missing out on her education because of this situation. Yes, yes. which is now, which is the saddest part of the whole of this story. Um, she hasn't um, interacted with her friends. She's missed out on all her Christmas fun, nativities and parties. She's continued with her extracurricular activities, um, but she's been at home with me. She's been doing Braille and we've been out with our cane every day, but it's not quite the same as being with your friends is it and being in the environment of school and as I said she's she loves school I I mentioned she broke her arm earlier and the next day she couldn't wait to go to school and show everybody she'd broken her arm there was no sort of you know she's a child that even when she's poorly wants to go to school she loves the routine and she's greatly missed out on that routine and you know as a parent I I feel bad for that and looking back would I have dealt with it differently yes I possibly would have because the only person who suffered not only was she then not allowed to use a cane she's now missed out on as it stands at the moment, six weeks of schooling, which is, is you know, it's is just grossly unfair. What would you have done differently? I, poss- I, I wouldn't have contacted um, the media. But again, I, you know, I had worked hard with the school and I had provided information with the school and I had been working closely with the school regarding her education, her braille, her cane. And I, I was disappointed that the way I was told, I was disappointed in the way it was dealt with. And I felt... I, as a parent of so long, and Lily Grace as a child, deserved more from them than we received. So I wouldn't have contacted the media because, as I said, the bottom line is, yes, it's raised awareness and that's fantastic. And we've had incredible support, but my child has suffered. And that's the thing that obviously matters the most As a parent, you know, that is my main incentive. This is not about me. This is not about Hambrook Primary School. This is not about a head teacher, a mobility officer. This is about a seven-year-old little girl who's blind who needs her cane, who just wants to be accepted, who just wants to live her life. So what do you hope happens now, Christy, with Lily Grace? Obviously, she needs to be involved in education and that must be top of the list of your priorities. 
yes, she's got a place at a new school. They are looking for staff at the moment, appropriate staff for her, because obviously she needs special staff with specialist training. So hopefully she's going to start the transitional period in the next couple of weeks and gradually go on into her new school, start to map it out, build some trust up with some new teachers, make some great new friends and put all this behind us and have a, a brand new beginning. Does it concern you slightly for her point of view? Obviously, as as we've mentioned before, and and you've mentioned that she's a really positive young girl and is, you know, a go-getter, but she'll have to learn new things, learn perhaps new routes. And like you mentioned, trust people again. She might feel that people have let her down through this situation. Does that concern you? Yes, it does concern me. I mean, I'm pleased that she's young enough. I mean, all she knows is that she wasn't allowed to bring her cane into school she doesn't know anything else that's gone on and nor should she. She's a child. So all she knows now is she's going to a new school and there will be children that have that are blind like herself and are cane users. And there are also children like her friend she had at her old school as well. So she's got she's going to have a nice mixture, bunch of whole new people. She's very good at making friends. She's very friendly. And I'm confident that she won't struggle or take long to meet and you know build up relationships again. But by the sounds of her personality, it sounds like she might have a lot of fun doing that. Yes, she will. She's she's very excited. She's already. I mean, she's very excited about having a new uniform, and we have to have a new lunchbox. It's like starting a new school year. So we're riding the positive train of all this now, and we're keeping her, keeping her, you know, uplifted and keeping it, telling her that it's a positive, wonderful thing, and it, you know, it's going. She's got a bright new start. It's a new year. It's a new start. For yourself, Christy, as a mum, you sound incredibly protective of your children and you've obviously been through a lot recently because of this situation. What about you? How has it affected you? Really not welcome, to be honest with you. You know, having a child with a disability is challenging and um, it's a full-time job in itself. As parents, we, we rise to that challenge and whatever challenges our children provide to us, whether that be presents to us, whether that be whatever the level their needs, it's been very, very difficult. Yes, very, very difficult. And I'm 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 looking forward to to her going back to school and and you know my my life getting back to normality and being able to do my work again. You've kind of touched upon this before, Christy, but do you think any good has come from the situation? A lot of awareness has been raised because of that press coverage, and perhaps people have been educated. The support has been magnificent, and I've had messages from people all over the world of all ages telling me that they now feel proud to walk with their canes because they've they know that Lily Grace has used her cane that in itself is wonderful and I there is the positive in itself and I've told Lily Grace about these stories and she's had such the cards and letters of support she's had has been phenomenal and there is the huge positive that if there's 20 more people in this world that that now use their cane with pride there's a positive and that's what we're excited about and if there's more parents that have seen this story and have felt that their child they shouldn't give their child a cane or or somebody's told them that they're not allowed to use a cane that they're now going to feel actually yes my child is entitled to a cane and my child should be allowed to use a cane Christy that is a fantastic place to leave the interview and a lovely positive to end on you've got a Facebook page and you, you mentioned you're involved with Braille and blind children if yeah. any listeners would like to get in touch with you how could they? We have a website which is um, projectbrailler.co.uk but our Facebook page is Project Brailler and um, all the information is on there and all the ch- lovely children that are involved and that have, um, they're having fun learning Braille, you can find them all there. Christy, we wish you and Lily Grace all the very best for the future. Thank you very much for sharing your story.
Thank you very much for having me. Christy Hooper with her account of what happened to her blind daughter whilst using a cane at Hambrook Primary School. We contacted Hambrook Primary School for their side of the story and this statement was provided by South Gloucestershire Council. At no point was Lily Grace banned from using a cane at school, although safety concerns were raised about the cane, which was 20 centimetres longer than the one she was already being trained to use in school. The school has always been committed to helping Lily Grace use the new cane independently when it was safe for her and her schoolmates and sought to agree an action plan with the family that would have meant she could do so in a matter of days. The school tried to make it possible for Lily Grace to return to school for some weeks and have offered a number of opportunities to meet her family and discuss how to do this as quickly as possible. However, all those suggestions were turned down and despite their best efforts, the school was not able to meet with Lily Grace's mum to move this forward. In order to ensure that Lily Grace is able to return to education quickly, the council has been working with the family directly to make sure that happens and that Lily Grace is fully and appropriately supported. That statement from South Gloucestershire Council, read by Insight Radio's Stuart Mackey. Thanks for listening to this podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. For more podcasts, check out insightradio.co.uk.